ever going to get out of this labyrinth. I think there's a clue somewhere, maybe a hidden gem, so to speak. I don't think so. Everything is kind of dark. It's getting difficult to see. You know, just once I want to finish the mission and wind up back at the Phoenix eating a snack as we travel to our next assignment. Oh man, next assignment. There's something I have not heard or thought about in a long time. You think we still have a job at at Cryocore or Mesmerize? So I think Cryocorp is probably not too keen on welcoming us back with open arms. I bet Cindy, or definitely Katana, could help us get back to Mesmerize, but they don't really have a cryosleep department. Maybe that's just one door closing. I mean, of course it is. You have to close the door on the cryopods, or else the refrigerant leaks everywhere. You should know that. No, no, it's, it's an old Earth saying. When one door closes, another one opens. That sounds terrible. You would have to travel with passengers just walking around closing doors for the whole trip. Who came up with the idea? Not literal doors. It's a euphemism. What did you just call me? It's not a derogatory term. It's it's like an allegory. I don't care what they're allowed on ancient Earth. I don't like the idea of doors flying open everywhere. I'm starting to feel a little anxious no, here. No, no, no. It's a colloquialism. You know, colonization ended after the Third Great War in 2057. Historian. <sighs> I give up. What I meant was that maybe we have an opportunity to start a torpor tech team at Mesmerize. They travel all the time, but they contract the techs to other companies. Maybe we could open a new department and save them a little cash. Why do you always think of the company's well-being before our own? Safety? This is why you never got that promotion. Hey, I don't always put them first. If we make the terms of the contract, we can likely make quite a bit of money on our end. Or at least get those corner offices. I didn't know you had it in you. What? Exploitation. I don't know what you mean. You don't have to play dumb with me. But honestly, I am impressed. Thanks, I think. Hey, look at that hedge. Is is that a syrendibite stuck to it? Oh, this is getting ridiculous, but so darn convenient, right? Shall we? Sure. Definitely beats waiting for Fisk and Frisk to finish walking around and boasting about their exploits. And that's how crop circles are no more extraterrestrial than the crop itself. You're telling me you think there are people out there with enough time on their hands to walk into a field and flatten crops for no good reason. Well, yeah. I mean, they already admitted to it and showed everyone how they did it. So you don't think aliens exist? I didn't say that. I just meant that crop circles are not from UFOs. What about Area 51? Ever seen a crop circle there? It's in the desert. And we're back, broadcasting from our studio on the pale blue dial we call Earth. We've got a great short for you today. That's right, Charlie. Today we talk about the story of corn mazes. Oh, I thought we were talking about maze. Yeah, corn mazes in particular. No, not maze. Maze. I, I, I brought the wrong notes. That's okay. We'll navigate this field together. All right, well, the setup was... Not really worth it. Oh, come on. That was uh, amazing. I'm leaving. 
Well, while Charlie rethinks his podcast career. David Mitchell, the British writer, said, Why is it okay to draw spaceships if you're seven, but not okay to draw diabolical mazes? Now, a corn maze may be defined as a labyrinth designed and planted out of a particular crop, i.e. corn, that is created for entertainment purposes. Now, Charlie, oh, Charlie, you're back. back. Okay, okay, you're back. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. You came just in time for a question. Do you know the difference between a labyrinth and a maze? Enlighten me. A maze has branches from the center that are designed to disorient and perhaps cause a traveler to get lost, while a labyrinth, although possibly winding and disorienting, is actually just a direct path to a destination. I actually did not know that. Yeah. Uh, Labyrinths are also linked to the story of the Minotaur, while the word maze came from a Middle English word meaning delirium or delusion. Now, the first corn maze is believed to be created in Pennsylvania in 1993, and held 1.92 miles of pathway and only three acres of land. That's like, there's a golf course here in uh, Warner Robins. Mm-hmm. Literally, one of the tees is on top of another tee. They squished all of the greens into this little bit of land. That's what <laughs> that, that made. <laughs> like, you probably, like, the corn was just a few stalks deep, you know. For like, you wall. can reach out and yeah, touch, like, like oh, the other I'm just, part of it. I'm just going to, there's the exit. It's through that wall. I'm just going to. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm out. When you get to a maze, you just got to run through it. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it. There are also records of other corn mazes as early as 1982. Now, there were examples of labyrinths that dated back to the Romans, Greeks, and even Egyptians from around 6,000 years ago, albeit none made out of corn, mostly rocks. Yeah, And they weren't very edges. tall either. They essentially were walking paths and they were used for uh, moments of reflection mm-hmm. because you didn't have to necessarily think about the twists and turns that you're going to make, you just follow the path. Which makes me wonder, you know, the movie Labyrinth that came out in the 80s? With David Bowie? Yeah. yeah. Like, the whole movie led to where it was leading to, so maybe it truly meant what Labyrinth means, which was just a direct path. Or It's not a direct path, but it is, well, I guess it's a direct path, it's just not a straight path. Mm-hmm. So, maybe she was just meant to wind up getting, was it Toby? Was it baby Toby? Potentially. I think so. Anyway, the baby. I think maybe she was trying to get the baby back. Dance, magic, dance. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now, European labyrinths are often made of hedges, and there are uh, also different types of garden labyrinths, a garden variety, if you will. Yeah, we're we're going to do some labyrinth puns. Uh, Corn mazes are different, too, in that they're typically cut um, to form the design from above, but it essentially waste a lot of corn. So they'll typically use corn that they don't think they're going to be able to harvest very well in order to make these labyrinths. Yeah. Now, corn often allows farmers to create additional revenue from tourists, which they normally would never see. These farms also include hay rides and other attractions, you know, the fall time festivities like uh, bobbing for apples, that kind of thing. Yeah. Now, these mazes can be fairly simple or rather intricate in nature. They could be geometric completely random, or based off of movie characters or other famous figures and structures. Basically, sky's the limit. Yeah. But it's on the ground. Now, these attractions are mostly found in good old U.S.A. America. America. Also in the eastern side of England. Now, the largest corn mains in the world, at least according to the Guinness Book of World Records, is in Dixon, California. It was built in 2014, and it was 660 acres large. It was so big that after being lost for four hours, some of the visitors called 911 because they couldn't find their way up. Legend has it they're still looking for that exit. <laughs> At least they have stuff to eat. <laughs> so, um, side quest. For labyrinths that 
or mazes that are this big, um, typically they'll have these uh, Outlook stations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's coming up. It's coming up? Yeah. All right. <laughs> now, Mary Doria Russell, American author, had said, at times the solution to a maze is to reduce it to embers and walk straight through the ashes. So when in doubt, burn it down. Yep. Burn it to the ground. Choose violence. <laughs> no, no, we're not endorsing violence. <laughs> Against a maze. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. During Halloween celebrations in the U.S., there are also haunted corn mazes, which are exactly the same, except for the actors um, you will find inside the maze hiding to scare the visitors. So it's like an open haunted Boop. house. Ah! Run. Yeah. Repeat. Mm-hmm. Wash, rinse, repeat. I'm sure someone out there in podcast land is curious as to the time of the first rat maze. Hey, Charlie, when was the first rat maze? I guess it's just us. Yeah, Matt, it was uh, 1901. Yeah. Now, mazes in general were also popular in the first versions of video games, such as Atari. Uh, A lot of the games were simple, just mazes like you'd find in the newspaper. Uh, Corn mazes can either be planned through the use of GPS during the planting of the seeds, so they go around and just plant the seeds where they want the crop to grow, or they can plant the crop, and then when it's about three to six feet tall, they'll mow down, plow down, and kind of dig up whatever's left, or whatever part of the maze will be the walking path. Mm Mm-hmm. And while you're inside the maze, if you're curious if the corn is still growing, check out the top of the plants. If there are tassels on top, the plant has stopped growing. Indeed. Now, corn mazes in the U.S. are also becoming more interactive. Just like the cell phone that is undoubtedly nearby, we all seem to crave things that hold our attention in more ways than one. Lots of these mazes have added checkpoints with flags or messages, and some even add tubes buried that are connected to other parts of the maze so you can talk to fellow visitors. Now, images have also been made in corn and are still somewhat subject to copyright laws. While most companies are agreeable, some have asked to put a trademark symbol in the corn. That's kind of ridiculous. Pretty cool trademark corn symbol, though. So, Charlie, how do they make these things? How do they make these things? No, I was asking you. Well, I was asking you back. Oh. Uh, no take backs. No, no take backs? Double stamps. Oh. Can't triple stamp a double stamp. I mean, you could. It just, you know, you're going to go through a whole bunch of bureaucratic red tape after that. Going to have to file some extra TPS reports. Hey, Charlie, how do you make these corn mazes? <laughs> <laughs> so the corn is normally planted in spring. If planted by GPS, the seeds are planted where the corn should grow. It's best it is not set it and forget it. However, as corn is a living and growing plant, so it may need to be trimmed. If planted in a grid to be mowed down later, the corn is cut down when it reaches between three and six feet tall. Uh, the plant has to be cut down in the deepest growing part, and weed killer may have to be applied so that the corn doesn't continue to grow and obstruct the path, and then you get locked inside of the maze forever. Because there's an accident on one stalk right in the middle of the path. Mm-hmm. No! Yep. It's like uh, that scene in Austin Powers when the guy's, when Austin's barreling down on the guy with a, the big roller thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no! Say, move, move, get out of the way. There's a, there's a stalk of corn in the middle of the maze. I can't go any further. <laughs> Want to figure out how to get out of a corn maze? Now, keep to the right. This will limit random turns and keep you as connected to the correct path as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, beware, however, that this tip only works on simple mazes. If there are added features like a bridge or if you start from inside the maze, this method may not work. But if you start from the outside, it almost always works. But then if you're on the outside, then you're probably close to the exit in the first place. Yeah. Instead of going to the entrance, you just walk into the exit a little bit and come back out. And you're like, hey, I was super simple. Or just run through the hedges. 
Now, Chloe Thurlow, British author, had said, Life is a maze from which we never escape. Every decision takes us in a different direction, and every time we turn one way, we could just as easily have turned the other. But you always have to go right. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And that's our short. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, we exist within the universe. And the universe exists within ourself. We're all the stuff of stars. So have a stellar day, everyone. And thanks for stopping by our corner of the cosmos. This has been the Mid-Flight Crisis Podcast. You can support important spaceship repairs and maintenance by subscribing to the Mid-Flight Crisis Patreon page. We'd love to hear your suggestions about the show and future topics, and we appreciate your support, ratings, and reviews. This endeavor isn't possible without amazing listeners like you. Thanks for sharing your space and time with us. We'll see you on our next adventure. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Drop us a line at intrepidtransfer at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. 